Contact Center Focus, the reality training podcast. You're listening to Contact Center Focus, and we are continuing the drives model. We're now coming to V for vision. We have done discretion, roles, integrity. Now we're at V for vision. So, Bob, what is important about vision when it comes to collaboration? Well, one of the definitions I read about vision is it's the ability to plan the future with imagination or wisdom. So wisdom was an option, actually, in terms of having a vision, because lots of people have visions of the future using their imagination. But if there's no wisdom attached, that vision can be fairly poor. And so I've been thinking about vision in particular related to contact centers and what it is they're looking for. And I think it's a very good question when you're sitting in your contact center, thinking about your job, what is the vision? Is it that you want highly motivated people earning good wages, delivering great service, running a profitable business that are broadly successful? Now, all of that is fairly obvious. I'm not so sure it always happens at once with all those things happening at the same time. And if it does, what does that look like? You know, how can we understand that, yes, that vision of all that success is something that I can articulate and talk about and say, yes, this is what we want it to be. So I think it's important, first of all, to define what is that broad-based vision for a contact centre in particular. The bit I was going to talk about is I think contact centres are always a part of these large organisations. You're likely to be connected to a fairly sizable organisation and there'll be visions that we put out there about what your organization is trying to do to be the fastest, the strongest, the widest choice, the most flexible. And especially if you work in financial services, which most of the contact centers do, there's more in contact centers than that than any other industry. It mm. will be that you are providing great service to customers. There'll be a lot of these kind of things banded about there'll also be things that are targets which are not vision i was going to make that point that we reduce resolution time uh, time that you mr customer will have to wait on the phone so the bit i was going to say which builds on what bob's saying is that if you are in one place one city one building you might want to create a vision for yourselves and that's also quite a good exercise to be part of is where do we sit here in cardiff bristol wherever we are and what is our vision for our contact centre as, as part of that whole. So the point I was going to say is you don't have to just run off the corporate line. I agree with that entirely. And I think sometimes if you're sitting in a contact centre, if you don't know what that vision is, what the vision of success might be, then you need to find it out. It may be that somewhere on a wall somewhere there exists a vision. It may be something that is not that clear. It may be something that is not often discussed which is often the case, you know, a leader will say, this is our vision. And three years later, people go, how do we get on against that vision? You know, no one actually comes back to that vision later. And also, it's down to managers in particular. If you're a contact center manager, your job is to articulate and sell the result of that vision to your people. And I think that's a really good thing to say, look, am I getting across to my team and are the team understanding if we achieve these things that we're looking for, the creating this vision, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. If I'm not getting that across, if I don't believe in it, therefore I'm not sold on that vision myself, then I need to do some work on that. Otherwise, you're going to go nowhere near in terms of achieving. Very importantly. Jeremy. 
And if you're working in a contact center that is connected to a North American company, you're going to be subjected to things called town halls, where someone comes in and tells you what the vision of the organization is, and you get some senior people coming in. Again, one of your exercises in having a drives workshop is to think, how does the vision of the overall organization translate to the vision of my team? And also within contact centers, there's people winning new customers, keeping existing, but then there's all the service departments, the compliance departments, the new product communication, the trading teams, whatever you call yourselves. There's no harm in you having a, a distinct vision for how you wish to behave, how you wish to be. And one good example of this is a friend of mine who worked for the Czech Clearing Organization, and I think it was wholly owned by Barclays Bank, and it's in Northampton. And what's interesting is the use of checks, quite naturally, declines every single year. In fact, it declines every single week. And what they did, and he was in an IT team, I remember him saying is, we're in a declining market, so the vision of growth doesn't exist. So we have to have a very different vision of what is it we're trying to do. And for them, it was the kick of making the speed faster even though the market's declining. So that with less coming in, you could do it even quicker. You wouldn't then extend the time and become a lazy organization. So they were improving mm. processes and systems. Some people can't have growth as a vision because you're in a declining market. And that was a contact center which had departments and his was just the IT department. So I think that's inspirational really. So that leads me on to thinking about if you know what the vision is, where are the levels or the boundaries or the standards that do not support that vision? Are you clear on what things that take place that are not getting you towards that vision? Are those things you can manage? And where are those standards that do support the vision mm. and how do you encourage them? And also as a manager, what happens if that vision and those objectives are not respected by the people who are working with you? So there has to be some idea of you know, where is the line but I think there's something else that's very important, and this comes from our work with John Seddon, who is a management thinker and writer who we'd highly recommend you look at his work. And he talks about purpose. You know, what is your purpose in customer terms? So if you're struggling for a vision, that's a great place to start. Here we are in a contact center. We are here to serve our customers. What is our purpose in customer terms? Not in our terms. Our terms is to sell lots of policies. No. From the customer's point of view, the purpose is to give me excellent, quick and efficient and accurate and knowledgeable service. Someone said that a contact center's purpose is knowledge transfer. That's a really nice way to think about it. Transferring that knowledge that you have to the customer and, of course, delivering a great customer experience. So I think the purpose of what you do should go a long way to informing you what the vision should be for your contact center. What's your purpose and what's your impact on the customers that you're serving. It's a really, really good point. And lastly, I've got a note here as a, the best vision for a contact center. And I think there's some really key things here which link back to all the other elements that we've covered so far in Drives. One, your vision should help you get rid of the usual metrics and KPIs that so many people have, like AHT and MPS and all those sorts of things. You know, that would be a great vision to get rid of that. That frees you all up. And also, if you just focus on real people, not recordings. I'm a customer, I get through to a real person, that real person has the knowledge to help me, then I think that is a really great vision to move towards. And lastly, very important these days, 
you've got service channels coming in. You might have web chat, you might have incoming new business, you might have retention calls, you might have all sorts of different ways that a customer through email, for example, can access your service. I think the real vision for the contact center is to align all of those service channels together and have individuals, advisors who are multi-skilled, who can serve any type of customer using any of the channels that the customers decided to use. And I think that would be a great vision to realize. How can we take these people and make sure that wherever the call comes from, wherever the email comes from, wherever the web chat begins, whatever is the motivation of the customer, the person who takes it can run with it and solve it for them. That would be a great vision, I think. What do you think, Jeremy? I think lovely. I think what you've said then about um, going beyond all those measures, because I don't think a vision is measured by your NPS score because I think that's a separate metric. I don't think your vision's measured by your conversion rate. You know, people who have goals that are about turnover are very different to having visions for how you're going to be. Hmm. It's a very interesting area, and we've talked about it before, about vision and brand values, and these are all very different things. But I think if you don't have a vision of how you want to be as a team, even if it's a small team within a contact centre or an entire contact centre in a particular city or or place then you're just a bit disjointed you become a bit functional and of course visions change that's the only other thing to say is that you might achieve it then you need to reset and have another one because you might achieve what you didn't think you could achieve and then you're going right what why are we doing this where are we going so that's vision work hard to find a good one and we will see you on the next one which goes into the whole world of your working environment we'll see you on the next one bye for now (laughs) 